0: Welcome to The Floss, the self-help show for people that probably don't need it. You could follow the show on Instagram at theflosspod or subscribe to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash theflosspod. If you do something that you think everyone should do or that nobody should do, email it to us at theflosspod@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We might read it. My name is Gabe Gary and welcome to The Floss. We got part two of Marla Massey's episode. Hi. In part one, she talked about exploring your options, whether it be for food, location, or relationship. Marla's a local comic. She's a producer of a comedy festival. She's moving to Portland at the end of this. Well, she's already in Portland if you're listening to this. Uh, Marla, what's up?
1: Hi. Long time, doing? no talk. Long time. In about ten minutes.
0: Do you have anything to say? Uh, Yes. Okay, what is it?
1: I, I did. I just said it. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> all right. Well. Um. I guess I can. I could plug a few things. We'll know? do that at the end. We'll do that at the end.
0: Yeah. There's no plugging in the beginning of these episodes. It's very.
1: Well, how are you supposed to? Because I'll tell you when I'll I'll tell, tell you, to you, I'll, I'll you, tell you when
0: to plug. In. Don't fucking joke around on this show. This very serious show. Very serious. All right. Okay? Hold
1: on. There we go.
0: You can't talk about black police officers without that <laughs> <laughs> fucking smile on your face. It's a serious matter. <sighs> there we go. All right. Good. You know how the show works? Yes. Part two,
1: mm-hmm.
0: coming at you with the question. You ready? Yep. Marla, what is something you do or have done that you don't think anybody should do?
1: Okay. I respectfully have to say... Um,
0: you don't have to respectfully okay. say anything. Well, Give it I to mean, these fucking animals.
1: Okay. So then I guess um, for your own mental health and well-being, don't try to salvage relationships if you know that everything you're doing is, is not going to make it work. Like, just... I, I did that. It was not, not a good time. It was probably the worst year and a half two years of my life so if i would have known then what i know now then i would have just i would have nipped it in the bud much sooner
0: don't try to fix something when you know it's not going to work
1: exactly uh
0: i feel like the main reason people stick in these toxic really stick in toxic relationships so long uh is not that they don't know it will won't work but they hope that what they know is wrong. You mentioned that you you had a really bad one and a half to two years. Was the whole relationship one and a half to two years? Or was it two years after the fact, after the point where you were like, oh, fuck. Like, so, this is bad. Um, like, where are we talking?
1: I was married, and we were together for a total of six years. Like, we dated for three years, and then we were married for three years. Okay. Um, I... I don't know if it's because I was so in love with him that I chose to ignore a lot of the red flags mm-hmm. but after a while it got to the point where it's like no these things need to be addressed and I, I, I was like hey man we are having problems communicating um, he was having problems listening and I was kind of having problems expressing myself verbally because I'm very good when it comes to express myself writing it down Cause mm-hmm. I would journal, write, but like trying to get these words from paper out of my mouth, it was it wasn't working. So um, after a, a couple of instances that we had, I was like, "Hey, we should probably go see a therapist mm-hmm. or a counselor. You know, somebody who's going to give a a non-biased but professional opinion on what they think we should do to to fix this."
0: And what he said, he was like, oh, "I don't really care. We go to eat."
1: No, uh, he, he straight up said no. He, after about the 10th time of me asking, he said, if I make him go to go see a counselor that he said, first of all, he said counselors and therapists are a waste of time. And that if I made him smart, go, smart guy. he would, he would take everything that counselor says and throw it out the window once we left their office. And I'm like,
0: well, that would make that. I mean, so he said at least he'd be working on his listening.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So he know what to ignore.
1: <laughs> Basically anything that came out of here. Unless his dick was going in there. That's the only time he listened.
0: We love listening to our dicks. Yeah. What were some of the red flags?
1: Uh, I actually, I, I joke about this in, in my stand-up a lot, but um, there was many points where he hated that I did stand-up. Um, I would get booked for shows. This sounds like
0: it, it was... <laughs> should have been a match made in heaven.
1: All right, but like it's weird because like he himself was a uh, a musician. Like he he was okay. a drummer in a band, but he also was a DJ. And we would travel from Cleveland to Pittsburgh all the time or to Buffalo for for shows and 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 I would be right there with him and not because I didn't trust him alone or whatever, but because I'm like shit, yeah, I like music and fucking you know, doing drugs and and shit like that. But then um there was an incident at a a rave. It was a three day rave in the middle of the woods in Pennsylvania that we went to. That sounds awesome. It was awesome, but um, it's actually a two part thing. So um, one of the things that I realized I was like, man, I I might this might not be my thing was. Um, seeing a kid passed out in the sun and this kid very very white kid but he was lobster red and I was oh. like he must have been in the sun for hours and so I had to get three people to help move him into the shade and he's screaming in pain because like yeah, he, he's to sunburnt. and is he shirtless yeah shirtless oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. he had on shorts and, and and tennis shoes but like I was like oh this this doesn't look fun I'm like I don't want this kid to die right Um. so there was that and then this might have actually. I I know this was at the same festival, well, but might have been a different year. This, what does this have to? Okay, oh, I'm getting there. So, um, then uh, I I wanted to do coke. I remember I wanted to do coke because I wanted to Smart. party and stuff like that. And so. Um, It's a good thing to want to do. Yeah. Like, I mean.
0: It's a bad thing to do against your will. But to want to do it. Exactly. You're on the right track. But,
1: like, so, like, there wasn't any coke to be found. So um, my now ex-husband, he had found some stuff and he gave it to me. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And I just didn't ask any questions because it's, at the time, like, we were about to get married and I just trusted him. Mm -hmm. You know. And so um, the following day I had asked people around at the camp if they had any I was like does anybody know where I can get some speed and people looked at me like the fuck and they're like you know
0: speed and coke are
1: no speed is meth
0: yeah speed is and that's
1: I didn't I didn't know that I I did not know that because somebody told me they're like you know speed is meth right I was like no meth is meth and ice is meth they're like yeah speed is meth too and my ex-husband knew that that's one of the things I would never touch and so I found I I walked back over to my tent and he's sitting there talking to people or whatever and I just lean over and I put my hands around his throat and I said why would you willingly give me methamphetamine why would you do that you know how I feel about that shit and instead of him saying wow I didn't think about how you would feel or I'm sorry that won't happen again his response dead ass he looked me dead in the eyes was like well it kept you awake didn't it and I still ended up marrying him
0: Damn! Still ended marrying
1: him, and I was just like,
0: "Pretty baller what? response it, in the moment." I'm not I mean, yeah,
1: the, the, yeah, exactly. But I'm just like, "Well, sh- <laughs> what, what did I end up doing? I don't even remember what I did after that." Did I think you have I just a good time. Away. I did. I had fun.
0: I don't know what you're fucking complaining about.
1: Well, because like I've seen, you're not like, addicted
0: what, to meth now.
1: I mean, because I only did it once. Hey, so- you can't be addicted to something you did once. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see, like you if you like that's you could they, do I, it, and then like, but if you never do it again, you never know if you're addicted
0: i I'm with you, and I maintain that i I do not really have a really addictive personality uh, but people say heroin is like, dude, like that's like you do heroin once, you are addicted,
1: yeah, I've heard that. And I know I have, I know for a fact I have an addictive personality. So like, just trying to stay away from that. It's just like, oh, this is. This is not good. And then like every time he and I would go to parties and stuff like that, I was I was trying to get him to not do so many like just stick to weed. Because at at that point I I was like, well, I want to start trying to have kids because my son was, you know, upper age teenager at the time. So I'm like, I want to try to start having kids. And you can't really do that if you're constantly doing drugs and um you could try i mean you could try but it'll keep you up
0: (laughs) (laughs) up. having kids is tiring
1: oh my god but like so what happened was there was an incident at um it was a venue here in in cleveland i'm not going to say the name of the venue because i don't want to like I don't want people to be like, oh, well, that's where you can go and get that. No, they. It's the, at Quicken
0: Loans the, Arena. No, <laughs> she was at the Rocket Mortgage Field House.
1: So what happened was he he was Dan doing. Dan Gilbert a-
0: there was there himself doing blowout of oh, strippers' Jesus assholes. Christ.
1: No, so what happened was we were at this venue on the east side of Cleveland, and his friends were like trying to get him to move away from me, and I'm like, Joe, don't 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 do anything, please, just just don't. And so then he got me roped into a conversation with somebody else, and I completely forgot about him, and then. The group of people come back and there's just like white rings around his nose. I say, like, what, 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 what is this, shit? What I mean, is this
0: let me, shit? Let me let me stop you right there, Marla. You've been talking a lot about this guy doing drugs, but uh-huh. you still haven't said how any of this, what any of this has to do with that sunburned kid at the fucking rave.
1: Oh yeah, he was he was he he had done drugs. He'd done a, a lot of drugs. That's why he was passed out in the.
0: What does that have to sun. do with your ex husband? Um, Did he be, give him the drugs?
1: No, but I remember seeing that kid at my camp at that. Earlier in the, the I'm night, starting to yeah. side
0: with this guy. He's what, are <laughs> what? You, red flags? Those are red, kid. Oh, no, not your, not this guy's fault.
1: Well, no, because and the lying
0: about the drugs, you know, that's one thing. But no. like, I think that pretty that pretty epic response of it kept you. I think it saved. I him mean,
1: looking back at it, I I, I I could laugh at it a little. Let's talk,
0: a bit. Let's talk. I'm a big drug guy, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm I'm with him on that. But let's talk more about this communication thing Mm -hmm. because that, to me, is is a significant red flag. It almost always is. A lack of communication. Almost every relationship, whether it's a team, corporate relationship, romantic relationship, friendship, educational relationship, communication is the number one key factor to
1: success. I felt like I was just – I wanted to communicate with him effectively without coming across as like the nagging wife you know and that's
0: well okay you, he was also an artist per se mm-hmm. was he like at heart was he like a heartfelt artist like did he also think he put a lot of his emotion and soul into his work or was he just like going cuz like um
1: he was a, he was a good was he dj like, was no, he, like he was like
0: super a, wrapped up in himself he didn't care what was going on with you
1: not not really he like okay when he was up on on the decks and and doing his thing he was that was that was his that was his world. Good. And, and, and like he liked the attention that he got from it. People respected him for that. And I, I respected him because he was, he was good at what I can't fucking go up there and do the tens and twos. Like I can't fucking mm-hmm. do that shit. So I like admired and respected him that he was able to do that. And I admired and respected the fact that people admired and respected him. Sure. Um, but also with that came, um, uh, lots of lots of groupies and and lots of druggies and and that made me uncomfortable and I would verbalize this to him like hey just be careful you know whatever and then like he f- would often say that I was just being a stick in the mud and and I'm just like I just don't want you to OD because he's had several friends OD on that on various drugs and and I didn't want I didn't want that to happen while he was around me, I didn't want to wake up and find a, him dead next every, to me or whatever.
0: Every morning after I do coke, especially in in Cleveland, because like it's not you're not getting good. Every morning I'm like, what the fuck are you do? People are dying from this
1: mm-hmm.
0: all the time. That's
1: why I don't do coke anymore.
0: It's like what the fuck are you doing? Um. Okay. So some significant red flags. Mm-hmm. And that's when you told yourself in your head and wrote it down in your journal, I don't think I could spend the rest of my life with this guy.
1: Well, there was other forms of communication issues that we were having. Like he would have problems at work and I would give him advice on like how he can make it better, and he wouldn't listen to me. He'd be like, No, that's a dumb idea, this, this, that, that. But then his his best friends would give him the same advice, verbatim, word for word. And he'd say, Oh yeah, that's a great idea. I'm like, I just
0: He sounds like a wife.
1: <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> are, we, are we really? Are we trying to be serious? Are we, are we trying to be serious? Like gonna be serious. <sighs> not, yeah.
0: yeah so, no. Making,
1: yeah.
0: I I don't want to hear solutions. I just want to complain and vent. Right. And then you go talk to the girls about it.
1: But like I I always like try to talk to him about it. I'm just like, all right. Well, it just and I told him. I said, you know, sometimes when I give you advice and you don't listen to me and you you. You talk to your friends and they give you the exact same advice and you take it. I feel like, I feel like you don't respect me or value what I'm trying to tell you. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna lead you astray. I want what's best for you. And if it, it, makes it you, happened a lot.
0: If it makes you feel any better, it sounds like he would have done this to any woman.
1: Eh. I don't know how his relationship with went with his ex girlfriend. That
0: just seems like, okay, it just that just seems like a, a pattern thing. Like you're you're in an intimate relationship with somebody, and you're supposed to respect their their intimate feedback. Mm-hmm. You know what's going on psychologically with me, what's going on psychologically with you. Let's try to help each other. You're supposed to respect that. So if he wasn't doing that with you, and he was married to you, he's probably going to keep doing that to the rest of his partners until he listens to a fucking therapist. Probably. Because to in to, in my head, if somebody says. Uh, therapys a waste of time I'm gonna ignore everything they say
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh what that means is I'm not gonna change and so going through that if he's saying I'm not gonna change that tells me he's been that way and he's gonna stay that way
1: yeah
0: so if it makes you feel any better he's gonna be that shitty to probably his next wife too
1: yeah which sucks because I, suck. I, I I know who he's dating now it's some he moved Back to Pittsburgh and is dating this girl and she seems like a nice girl, but you know. You're a nice girl. Yeah, no, no. I've been told I've been kinda cunty. But that
0: go that comes with it, honey. Yeah. Being in you gotta <laughs> if you're not a cunt sometimes, no one's gonna respect you. That's true.
1: You respect me, Jeremy? Yeah.
0: The man let you into his studio. That's true. I helped
1: you with your music festival. That's true. As also,
0: Jeremy, your switch is just straight up not fucking working. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh oh nice. my bad, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> How would you have known? I, I don't know.
0: So, you tried to salvage it mm-hmm. via recommendations for therapy, yep. vocalizing your thoughts and feelings, which, honestly, that's like the pinnacle of trying to mend broken feelings and, like, wounded hearts Mm -hmm. is saying shit out loud. Because a lot of people act out behaviorally. Like, you could have just, you could have fucking cheated on them if you weren't happy.
1: Oh, yeah, that happened too. You cheated on them? Yeah, we both cheated on each other.
0: Okay, well, we'll edit that out. No biggie. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, writing down and saying exactly what you were feeling is uh, something that so many people aren't even willing to do or think that they can do. Mm Um, but that didn't work
1: right there's actually um, there was a point where I was just writing in my journal like I I don't understand why this isn't working what should I do how how can I fix this and then um, there was he and I got into an argument um, over I just gotten home from work because, like, my thought, my rationale was like, to be a good wife, you know, listen and offer advice. So he would never ask me about my day or whatever, but I would tell him about my days to show, like, to be in solidarity. Like, I, I I get it. So um, I was just playing around, and um, I was like, hey, you didn't ask me about my day and he flipped on me he was like well all you do is you know flip burgers and take money from people that's not hard you worked five hours at McDonald's that's not hard I worked 14 hours at the factory that's hard and you don't do this and you don't do that and he just like went on this verbal assault and ultimately getting to where he really wanted to hurt me and he said all you want to do is go out at night and do stand-up comedy. Uh, stand-up comedy is a waste of time, and you're not even fucking funny.
0: Listen, guy, <laughs> you don't have to be funny to do stand-up comedy. Dude, yeah, like,
1: Gabe dude, proves that all the
0: time. Absolutely. <laughs> you don't have to be funny. You just have to be able to talk on stage.
1: Dude, it, when I tell you that wrecked me, like, I there's a there's That's your Joker weeks, moment. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly think did that you, is.
0: Did you see Joker?
1: I've seen parts of it. His like, mom's
0: like, "Don't you have to be funny to be a stand-up?" And then he goes and fucking murders those people. Well, I, I'm not murdering.
1: Anybody. I, I want to murder on stage.
0: But that was nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> that was your Joker moment.
1: Yeah, but like you
0: said that you brought that up. You're like, I remember like one of the last straws. And then you said he told he told you you weren't funny.
1: It was crazy. It was like it's like wow you, you that was bold of you to say that. And then and then is your I, middle name Joaquin Uh, that's yvette close enough i'll say it's both french whatever um so there's a three-week gap in my journal apparently i didn't write during for for three weeks after that and i i can't account for how i was feeling my thought processes during any of that and then when i started talking to him again he's just like oh so you're just gonna not keep talking to me i was like do you realize how fucked up it is what you said, and and you, you haven't even apologized. He goes, "Well, I was just frustrated and angry." I'm like, "I get frustrated and angry too." What I don't do is lash out at people and destroy their character. Like, I don't do that.
0: He was complaining about getting the silent treatment. Yeah, this dude is all over the place for me.
1: <laughs> it was like, I. What do you want? Me, what do you want me to say? And that that was that moment. That's when. That's when I knew. That the marriage was over, but for a year and a half after that, I tried to salvage it.
0: Okay, okay, let's talk about that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What you like? What what more could you have done other than like recommending therapy? I
1: like, don't know. I just I didn't want to give up because I my my rationale is is like I made a promise. To myself, to him, in front of my family and friend, till death do us part. I was like, I'm not leaving this marriage until one of us dies. And technically, I died May 22nd, 2018.
0: Is that when he said that to you? That's
1: the, I will never forget it.
0: Symbolic death is a death. And it, and it, and it's it's messed up. And in real life, a symbolic death can trigger, uh, like, life per. A symbolic death can make you reevaluate your life mm-hmm. in a way that an actual near-death experience can. Yeah. Like a car crash or something. That's crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: And you remember the date. Mhm. You should get it tattooed on you.
1: I don't I think getting numbers tattooed on you is frowned upon.
0: Only if you're Jewish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <sighs>
0: but what was it like so you didn't want to give up. Well, okay. So the whole thing the the promise to yourself and him mm-hmm. and the commit the public commitment you made.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh yeah, that can't feel good putting an end to. All right. But uh you talked also talked a little bit, you mentioned like the time invested.
1: Mhm. Right? And oh, oh, so yeah, we have been married for 3 years, together for 6 years, but I'd known him for 13 years. I feel like that's this a is- long time to know somebody. Like, I've known him since I was 19. And and, and we, we, we met on MySpace. That's not even a joke. I put that in my stand-up a lot, but we did. We met That's on MySpace, awesome. and we, he's like, hey, you want to go to a party? I'm like, yeah, sure. And we went to a party, and we had drinks, and, and, and I was like, I like this kid. And, like, for years, like, he he, was, he would live in Cleveland. He lived in Garfield Heights, mm-hmm. and then he moved to Pittsburgh, and then he moved back to Cleveland, and then moved to Pittsburgh. And during all that, like, we were always messaging each other. He was dating somebody, or I'd be dating somebody, and but, like, Every, like his friends, his local friends here in Cleveland were like, Well, why haven't you two ever dated? I was like, Oh, mm I don't know. And then um, when it was 2012, it was December 2012 when I finally just wrote a really long text message to him explaining to him my feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, I ended up moving back home. I was living in Chicago at the time. I moved back home and I told him how I felt. I was like, I'm just going to fucking risk it. And then, like, three months later, he's like, why not? What let's just start dating. And we started dating and all his friends were like, Finally, Jesus, because nice. all he does is fucking talk about you. And and I was like, Man, I like this kid because there was like he he was funny and, and charming and just very, very sweet.
0: That's how they get you. I know. And then or like evil and he, slimy.
1: he didn't even like one of the cause my son at the time, how old was Jordan? He was eleven, right? Um, and like a lot of people don't want to date a woman who has a child, much less like a preteen. And like he and my son got along quite well. And I was like, okay, this, this might work. Is his name by any
0: chance Jared from Subway? No.
1: His name's Joe. Uh,
0: that would have made the whole kid thing make a lot more sense.
1: It's, it's always people with J names. I don't understand. I, uh, That's not, cause it's, it's J because it's shaped like a hook. They hook you in.
0: Oh, gross. Yeah, I know. They're good. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, I had a, I had a MySpace crush back in like fifth or sixth grade. And, uh, the, and it was like it never panned out obviously cause we were 12, but, uh, <laughs> the girl is now, she's got dreads just like yours, Aww. white chick, red hair, dreads, just like red yours. dreads. <laughs> yeah. Wow. She's like super looks- hippie. Like, are you familiar with sunk cost? What sunk cost is? It's an economic principle. Mm-mm. Not wanting, t- not wanting to pull out of an investment or an opportunity because of how much money you've already spent.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's what that was called.
0: Like, let's say, let's say you bought tickets to a concert, forty dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the day of the concert, you don't want to go because the weather's terrible or something. Mm-hmm. This is just the most recent example of it I've heard, uh, but there are tons of examples. But let's say day of the concert comes, weather shitty, but you're like, oh, we should still go. Uh we spent forty dollars on the tickets. Whether or not you go to the concert, your forty dollars is gone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like what? So, I mean, that's a that's one way people try to look at getting out of toxic relationships because that the biggest stopper is how much time you've invested and you like you hope that doesn't go to waste. But it's like if you're dating a sh- dude, shitty dude for like five years, no matter wh- whether or not you stay with them and s- stay unhappy or break up with them. That five years is gone. Mm-hmm. And you, you can either choose to learn from it or stay in the shit show yeah. and not learn from it. And you chose to learn from it.
1: Yeah. Sort of.
0: Sort I mean, yeah. So I mean life is not gonna get easier.
1: Yeah. But at
0: least you Yeah, you might not have somebody right now. Well, I don't know if you're dating anyone right now, but you might not have someone right now or yet. That will care when you tell them how you feel, mm-hmm. but at least you're not with somebody that you know definitely doesn't.
1: That's true. Yeah,
0: like it could be worse.
1: Yeah, we could have had a kid. Oh, then I'd be stuck. Instead, he what let me. What do you mean you'd be a- stuck? You currently yeah, well, have
0: a kid and you're not with his dad.
1: Oh yeah, that's a long story. We ain't got time for that.
0: And that is a great place said. <laughs>
1: Um, This uh, January, we will be accepting submissions for the second annual Six City Comedy Festival. The festival will be happening uh, late summer of 2022. Uh, If you can go to www.sixcitycomedy.com to find more details. You can uh, follow me on all forms of social media at Marley from CLE. Or you can follow... 6 City Comedy also on all social media platforms at 6 City Comedy.
0: And that is 6th like after 5th. Yes. Not sick. Don't try to salvage a relationship that you know is broken.
1: And that just does, doesn't mean for relationships. We're talking about friendships. It could be relationships with your family members. It could be relationships with coworkers. It could be um Even I know this is going to sound weird, but even relationships with yourself, like if you like if you know some of some of the toxic things that you do, you're like trying to find ways to justify like no.
0: That is the floss. If you liked part one and two of this feature episode, you can watch full raw uncut video footage of the recording session by subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash the floss pod. I edit the shit out of these episodes, so you're going to get a ton of content that you don't get in the free version. If you like the show, and you listen on a streaming platform that lets you follow the show, go ahead and follow it. And if you can leave a review or a rating, please do it. It helps the show out a whole bunch, and I greatly appreciate it. Every episode of The Floss is recorded at Golden Ox Studio in Cleveland, Ohio. If you live in Cleveland, and you need to say something into a microphone for any reason at all, Do it at Golden Ox Studio. Jeremy's awesome, he cares a lot about Cleveland, and he'll give a huge shit about whatever you're making. I'm Gabe Gary, and thank you very much.